0: Welcome to the College Baseball Nation podcast. I'm your host, John Peters, joined by Kyle McKelvey. Today on the podcast, we're previewing the NCAA Tournament Regional Round. Let's talk college baseball. Kyle, we're here at Regional Weekend coming up in just a couple days.
1: It's so exciting. It's uh it's definitely no sleep season. So are you are you getting any sleep at all?
0: I've definitely been waking up early with things on my mind of like, ooh, I wanted to cover this, or ooh, I wanted to update this on the website. So it's it is maximum go 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 time of year for sure.
1: It absolutely is. We uh, I picked the bad time to like completely overhaul my my tournament history spread, spreadsheet that like keeps track of everything. I we like realized that I want we wanted different data, and I, so I was like, all right, let me go back through twenty three years of of uh, Wikipedia pages and and figure it out. So yeah,
0: likewise, I, I I built a website page from scratch <laughs> in the last few days, just because there's nothing like a good deadline. It's like, okay, I want to get yeah. this up before regionals, right? Same with you. You want to get this information out before regionals. So here we are.
1: Uh, yeah, I just want to have the most accurate data. Like we we've done like, the one the one overall seed has, has obviously everyone knows that storyline, but how the number one overall seed has not won since the very first time the field expanded in 99. It was Miami. And they've lost every other time since then. So uh, 13 out of the 22 other ones uh, fell in Omaha. Six Not of the bad. 22 fell in the Super Round. And three of the 22 didn't even make it out of their own regional. That's that was rough. 2007. Yeah, that's really rough. 2007, Vanderbilt lost in regionals. Uh, and 20, totally brutal. UCLA...
0: What? be I mean, totally brutal to show up to your home regional as a fan only to see your team lose
1: yeah 2014 oregon state 2015 ucla are the other two so that's that is pretty brutal you expecting to go to omaha and win the whole thing is the one overall seed but there's there's some curse i don't know what it is Kyle, right, let's jump right into it
0: because we have so much to unpack with this bracket top stories of course the incidentally tournament starting on friday with the bracket released and let's talk a little bit about nubs to start off with and i want to talk about first kansas state it's something that (laughs) as we were making our final bracket it was just became more and more obvious with the 15 rpi difference between them and oklahoma even though kansas state swept oklahoma and even though kansas state finished higher than oklahoma we both slowly began convinced that kansas state would be left out they were in fact left out uc irvine Despite having an incredible year in the Big West and the Big West in general, having one of the best years it's had in a while, UC Irvine was left out. The Big West was a once again a one bid league. A few teams that snuck in Oklahoma, I already mentioned, Arizona, despite finishing six games below 500 in Pac 12 play at 12 and 18, made it into the end of the way tournament. Louisiana also made it in. And Troy, last team in, I mean, that was nearly a snub. Top 40 RPI from a tough conference, 18-game winner in the Sun Belt. Uh, but Kyle, who's your biggest snub? Is it K-State? Is it UC Irvine? Someone
1: else? Yeah, I feel like it's it's one of those two. Kansas State, UC Irvine. USC, we also, like, we weren't even considering them as on the bubble. We were like, oh yeah, they're, they're definitely not one of the last four in. We just felt like that over 500 conference record in the in the Pac-12 you yeah, know in the Pac-12 They're fourth place in the yeah. Pac-12 they won 17 games in the Pac yeah and they just didn't make it to the to the semifinals and, and favoring of over team like the Arizona like I'm, I'm pretty sure Arizona won that series on that last weekend of the year and that was probably it but if head-to-head matters then what's the deal with Kansas State uh, I mean I think that one is just comes down to RPI but UC Irvine for me, it was sh- so strange because they were eight and one against the Pac-12 this year. Like because they, it's hard to schedule in the Big West. There's not a lot of teams, and they all beat up on each other. That's well documented. How the RPI kind of messes with the West Coast teams. Um, yeah, but, but they do what they could. Over the Nine
0: games against Pac-12 teams. That's like a
1: really solid
0: non-conference schedule.
1: It is, yeah, and maybe you just don't expect UCLA to be as down. I think they also scheduled Washington State, if I'm remembering correctly. But
0: K-State also beat UC Irvine in a series, so in the case of bubble teams, K-State maybe had the edge over Irvine in that sense.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was like Kansas State beat Oklahoma and Irvine. Like, only Oklahoma got in out of that group. just It was strange.
0: Yeah, lots of oddities. I think also some oddities, too, with the hosts. So we once again saw the committee's over-reliance on rpi uh the top 16 seeds 15 of them were in the top 16 in the rpi the only one that wasn't was auburn uh selection committee chair john cohen a athletic director of auburn uh in theory stepped out of the room when his team was being discussed but auburn still gets the host over the lone top 16 rpi team that was left out which was campbell controversially Indiana State earns the 14 seed, even though they only finished two and nine versus the top 50 and actually had a losing record versus the top 100 as well. Schedule tough didn't win any of those games. Committee rewards them though for scheduling tough.
1: I think we had also, I was trying to go back and find our last uh, projection put out like before the hosts were announced because all we got was the hosts in alphabetical order and Auburn right off the bat is where we got like one of those wrong, but we just thought the RPI was weird and I don't know but we also had a few other ones that were in there um that
0: I think the were, consensus so amongst Carolina, us
1: bracketologists was that Campbell should have been a host we had them as yeah. a host and most other
0: of our peers had him as a host as well
1: so yeah so some people didn't have South Carolina and had Campbell we had South Carolina and Campbell but no Auburn and so it was just it was just like a, a shuffling of things it, it Sometimes it feels like the committee looks at what we do and then just picks a wild card. <laughs> like I know it's not that way, but I it, think it that just feels that way.
0: <laughs> they probably look at the like the five brackets that get released by the different outlets and think, okay, none of them can be perfect. So we gotta, so we gotta yeah. mess with them somehow.
1: It seems like it. We we did get sixty three out of sixty four in the in the final field, right? But just no one could have seen Arizona coming, I don't think, right?
0: No. I think the case for USC is so much stronger than Arizona. But what What is done is done. Let's head over to 10 picks and five minutes, regional edition. So what we've done this time is we've each given each other five regionals. We're trying to pick the winner, but because it's really easy to just say the one seed because the one seed should win, we're trying to pick either is it the one seed or the field. So your pick is going to be between the number one seed or the two, three, and four seeds groups together. We've given each other five regionals that we think are pretty tough to pick And on the air, we're going to make and defend some of these
1: picks. I wanted to prime some people with some of these facts that I made. So the most one seeds are obviously the most common to win the regional. Uh, They they have won the regional 248 times in the last like since the field expanded in 1999. So that's that's kind of why we're doing this. And it usually the, the most often is that one seeds win in the regional final over the two seed. The next most. Common is over one seed over the three seed. Uh, and that's so that's 35% and 29, 29% of the time, respectively. So that's that's uh, should maybe color your expectations a little bit. It's, it's usually the one seed, but not always. So it's we're trying to that's what we're trying to do here. So yeah, related to that, and this clock. is some data that you okay. pulled up, it's
0: like 67% of the time the one seed wins a regional, right? That's why we're doing the one yeah. seed versus the field too. And what was it in the last twenty years? It's nineteen percent for the two seed, twelve percent for the three seed, and like two percent for the four seed. So the four mm-hmm. seed gets out. And I, I noticed in your data that you accidentally pulled, excellently pulled together, that there's been one instance of a four seed beating a three seed in a regional final. I think exactly one instance. So if you're feeling if you're feeling gutsy when you're making your brackets this weekend, it has happened. So it's possible. Okay, Kyle, you were first to give me a series. Let's start the clock.
1: You can have the Terre Haute Regional in Indiana State.
0: Yeah, thank you for pronouncing that for me, because I actually did not know how to pronounce <laughs> Terre ter- ter- Haute. Terre Haute, yeah. T- Terre Haute. Uh, I'm going with the field. Uh, I think I think this one's, you know, let's not disrespect Indiana State. they won 42 games, but we already talked about how uh, they haven't really won any games against regional quality teams meanwhile iowa north carolina uh, iowa has uh some interesting uh pitching i don't know if they have the depth in order to push make a push their regional but i also don't know if indiana state does so anyways i'm taking the field on this one and i'll hand it off to you with the columbia regional
1: yeah i'm going with the field in this one it just it kind of like we already touched on with the host thing it feels like south carolina I'm, Maybe was kind of iffy in their host case that RPI was just enough for the committee to put them in, but they've, they've limped to the finish line for sure. They've lost a lot of their last games and Campbell, it felt like we maybe deserved a host. So it's maybe they're coming out for some revenge here. NC state didn't win a lot of ACC games, uh, but they still had there with a the high RPI. I, I think I'm going with the field here. Don't, don't sleep on those central Connecticut state uh, blue devils, I think, but yeah. So give me the field. You got right. uh, Auburn. Uh, I'm going with Auburn on
0: this one. The other members of the Auburn Regional, Southern Miss, Sanford, Penn, a solid bunch. I think Southern Miss could definitely give them some some troubles. I don't know if they Southern Miss has quite the offense. I don't know if Sanford has the pitching staff. Penn, I would actually say, is one of the strongest four seeds in there. So this is not the easiest cakewalk, but still I'm getting the Tigers in this one. How about you pick the Conway Regional?
1: Uh, I'm going with the field here, and I'm a little bit more confident about this one, but I mean, can anyone be confident in these? It's 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 tough. Uh, Duke is is my favorite to win this one. I feel like they're they. I feel like their pitching sets up really well for regional format. They have a lot of openers and a lot of good arms that can give you a lot of innings. Eat bullpen up innings, depth. Wherever. Yeah, that bullpen depth is key. They have the best pitching staff in this in uh, in this field with a six in the country. FIP. So uh, look out for Duke there in that regional. I think I'm taking the field. Now you got the Stanford Regional, two of your alma maters.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is is, is it the plural of modder, modders? So these are both sure. of my modders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so Stanford, uh, also hosting Texas A&M, Cal State Fullerton, San Jose State. I'm taking Stanford in this one. Aggies will possibly give them a run for the money or the Aggies will possibly have a couple of bad outings from pitchers and give up 13 runs in game one and two and be done yeah. uh, I think Cal State Fullerton they struggle down the stretch so I don't think this is the strongest three seats San Jose State hats off to them for making a regional I don't think they're going to give Stanford much trouble at all on this one give me the Cardinal you are heading to Lexington Ten... nope you are heading to Clemson first
1: clemson yeah so this one this this is the hottest team in the country right now i think they've won 16 straight games i i know it's got to end at some point i feel like they can't win 10 straight games to to win the whole thing but maybe they can i don't know that would that would be a a crazy stretch i feel like you want to lose one two and q this two and q upcoming for sure (laughs) i for sure yeah but they're just they're too hot right now they're i mean they're hitting like crazy i thought when they went down in the championship game i thought that was it but no they just stormed back and put 12 runs up on miami but yeah so this one is clemson tennessee charlotte and lipscomb i i just tennessee's good I uh, just give me give me clemson here uh you've got the tuscaloosa regional so that's bama boston college troy
0: nichols i am taking bama in this one boston college has got to be a little bit little bit peeved because they had to think that they were at least in the conversation to host a regional but they did not end up hosting a regional Boston College is pretty good on the road I think they've won something like 18 games on the road this year if memory serves me right so that's a lot of games to win the road Boston College will be a tough two Troy Nichols I like Alabama quite a bit more than those teams give me Alabama how about we head over to Lexington Kentucky Lexington Kentucky now Kyle
1: yeah that's a good idea uh, I'm going with Kentucky. So this is Kentucky is the one. West Virginia two. Indiana three. Ball State four. Uh, Ball State's a little bit tricky here. Indiana's pitching is kind of leaves a little bit to be desired. West Virginia is is the biggest threat to them in my in my mind. But Kentucky is 25 and six at home on the air, and it it helps when you host regionals. So I, I think I'm going with the home team here. They they are they were they have the best fielding percentage in the in the country. So obviously the best in the field. Uh, so I think they're just going to play clean, good baseball and get out of this. Then it's going to be tough when they get faced that that five seed they're paired up with LSU. Maybe um, so, give me uh, Kentucky here. And so now, next for you is Stillwater, Oklahoma State.
0: Oklahoma State hosting Dallas Baptist, Washington, Oral Roberts. I'm going with the field in this one. I think OSU, not the strongest of one seeds, obviously a very solid team won the regular season. In the Big 12, lost in the Big 12 championship game, gave Texas Tech a real run for the money, winning two elimination games. I think Oral Roberts is the best four seed in the tournament, and I think that's part of my estimation here is that Oral Roberts is over is a 983 fielding percentage. This team's not going to uh, beat themselves. Sub-5, five fifth plus four. 400 Woba. This is just like, this is a good Oral Roberts team. That's, you can't pitch off. I think that's going to be, you have to play that game straight up. It's going to put Oklahoma State a little behind the eight ball. Dallas Baptist, Oklahoma State would be a great one two matchup if that happens. Washington, 17 wins in the pack. So this is a tough regional. How about you take Miami for your last one?
1: Yeah. This, this, I feel like you gave me a good pick with the last one when we were doing this. This is, this is one of the tougher regionals I feel like, and it's it makes a little bit of sense here. The nine seed gets kind of a tough regional. You maybe expect like a fifteen seed or something to get get a a really hot two seed like like Texas and then in Louisiana making a run to the Sun Belt Championship. Um, I I think I'm going with Miami here. They also like like uh, Kentucky. They're twenty eight and five at home on the year, and they don't play really well on the road. I think they're also playing really hot right now. Texas. Went 0 2 in their own conference tournament after sweeping West Virginia to get a share of the Big 12 title. I just I don't know what kind of team they are right now. If they don't have the good pitching on 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 Friday night, I'm not sure if they can keep up with Miami in that game too. If they get there, so give me Miami at home.
0: So when we we're trying to pick the toughest regionals to pick, Kyle, you and I settled on seeds eight through 16, and then the fourth seed throw it in there. So it actually, kind of makes sense. It looks like we we thought that the The bottom half seeds were some of the toughest to pick. I'm taking the field uh, in Terre Haute. Terre Haute? Uh, I'm taking Auburn and the Auburn regional, Stanford and the Stanford regional, Bama and the Tuscaloosa regional, and the field in Stillwater.
1: And I'm taking the field in Columbia and Conway. I am taking Clemson and the Clemson regional, Kentucky and the Lexington regional, and Miami in their own regional.
0: All righty. Worth mentioning a couple of these other regionals. Wake Forest, I think, should be the heavy favorite in the Winston-Salem regional. But Maryland, Northeastern, very solid opponents. Uh, we also didn't touch at all on, let's see, Vanderbilt hosting Oregon, Xavier, Eastern Illinois. Uh, Florida hosting Yukon, Texas Tech, Florida A&M. Arkansas hosting TCU, Arizona Santa Clara. And LSU, LSU and Virginia are the other two we didn't touch on. Do you think any of those have a chance of being upset? Maybe East Carolina over Virginia would be, a, a, I think, a possibility.
1: Yeah, that is that is kind of one I was mulling over when I was making my picks here. That LSU regional is going to have a ton of offense. So if, I mean, I, I would expect LSU to pitch off schemes to go to get to that game too. But there's a lot of really good offense there. I, I, so look out for 40 lost two lane teams playing really well right now. I don't know. <laughs> that would be
0: the highlight of the upset calendar if Tulane uh, puts up a bunch of runs on whoever LSU decides to presumably pitch off with in that first game of the Baton Rouge regional.
1: Ty Floyd is playing really well right now, but yeah, I, that's, that's a rivalry series. That's, that's kind of a fun one. I I'm looking forward to that.
0: Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with what are the odds. We are back. Now let's dive into a little bit of some of the specifics of these regionals with some of these what are the odds questions. And these are all having to do with pitching in game ones because we have already referenced it. Pitching off is a strategy. If you're unfamiliar with it, listening, sometimes you don't throw your ace in game one of the regional because you feel confident that you can win with your second best pitcher. There's risk rewards to save your best arms for later in the tournament. Better odds that you end up Uh, potentially getting all the way to the regional final, just two games. But if you pitch off, lose game one, you really put yourself uh, in a sticky situation. So let's let's talk a little bit about that, Kyle. I'm going to let you take the first one if you want. What are the odds of Wake Forest throwing Rhett Lauder in game one? So this would be, what are the odds of Wake Forest not pitching off, going straight
1: up? I think they are going to pitch off so yeah i think i think they're they're gonna they're gonna pitch off because they have the number one era number one whip number one strikeouts per nine number one fip that's all in the country so also the field they are they have one of the better pitching staffs and they're going up against not a very good offense in george mason game one that's the 64th woba in the field so that's last 64th slugging percentage (laughs) I, I, if George Mason puts on a scare, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they have enough bullpen depth to, to take care of it. And they're not going to have to like go to Brett ladder in the, in the seventh, eighth or ninth innings to, to close it out. But I think you want to look out for a team like Maryland in game two with the fourth in the country. Well, but I, th- I think that's kind of what you're going to save Brett ladder for. So give me a number 95%. All
0: right. I'll go a little bit lower than that. I'm going to say the odds that they, Oh, wait, sorry. So you're saying 5% chance that Rhett Ladder throws in game one? Yes. Yeah. So I would say I'm going to put it a little bit higher. I'm going to say 25% chance he pitches. And I think my rationale for that is because basically what you were saying, they're number one in the country and all of these pitching stats. And it's not just because Rhett Ladder is their only good pitcher. Sean Sullivan is one of the best number two pitchers in the country. I could imagine a world where Wake Forest is like, hey, we're going to keep our rhythm the same. We're going to throw our ace game one. Sean Sullivan, they consider him almost a co-ace it's hard to be in that same mm-hmm. conversation as right louder acc pitcher of the year back-to-back years but sullivan has pitched incredibly well and then maybe if they end up going into you know they they lose their third game of the tournament and they have to play a second regional final maybe they can get ret louder back sooner you know maybe they can get him to throw again in the regional so like i'm imagining that scenario but i do agree i think it's more likely than not that they pitch off but maybe they start playing out in their mind like we don't need to pitch off we need to trust our pitching depth
1: yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, if you want to keep him on the same Friday, like pitching on every Friday, which he has done.
0: How about, what are the odds of Stanford throwing Quinn Matthews in game one? So this would be Stanford going straight up. And I think for this one, I'm going to probably take your approach of like 5% as well, because um, I think Stanford needs to, to throw off. I, I, I think that Fullerton and a are much 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 better opponents than San Jose State, San Jose State. I mean this is similar rationale to what you you used for Wake Forest or Rhett louder, but Stanford doesn't have the same pitching depth as Wake Forest. So I think Stanford right. just absolutely has to save Quinn Matthews for uh, their their winners bracket game hopefully and then get them to the regional final.
1: Uh, yeah, I do think this is a different case of of that like like you said not having the pitching depth but also like needing a solid guy for the next one. Fullerton does not have the best offense. They have the 63rd in the country. Well, but I just mentioned Jordan Mason had the 64th in, in the field. I mean, um, this this and offense is built mostly on working, working the count, working a lot of walks, and then like getting them on, moving them over, that kind of thing. Small ball style, uh, smart plate appearances. So you're going to need a, a good strike thrower in that game too, if it is in fact AM. So I think I think yeah, also a good chance. I'll say
0: 15%. And last one up, we're gonna stick it in the Stanford Regional to talk a little bit about what are the odds that A&M uses an opener, Kyle. Because <laughs> A&M's oh. tried everything uh, when it comes to their pitching staff.
1: Yeah, I feel like I, I, I wanted to ask some of the some of the Tech Sag's writers who have a closer relationship with Sloss to see what mm-hmm. what uh what he's gonna say. But I it feels like it feels like AM doesn't have an ace. Like the conversation earlier in the week was what are you gonna do with Detmer? He's your Friday night pitcher in the SEC. And he hasn't really gotten out of the fifth inning like lately, except for that like pretty decent start against Arkansas where he threw five shutout innings. That was pretty great. Um for for AM. But I just I don't think I I feel like they're gonna try and throw him three, four, maybe like, all right, thanks. If you got some action in the fourth inning with three runs on, nobody out. They're gonna go to the bullpen pretty quick, Schloss. I feel like we'll have a a quick trigger.
0: Yeah, I would say the odds they use explicitly an opener are pretty small, maybe like twenty percent. But I think that mm. Schloss has has demonstrated time and time again this season that he's willing to pull the hook on his pitchers. So I, I, I'm not. I don't know if they're gonna do a uh, an opener, but it might be an an unintentional opener. <laughs> we might see Detmer go
1: one and a third right. and. Walk four guys and then be done. You remember that last year? I think it was in Omaha or no? It was against. It was in the Louisville series in the Supers. Uh, Schloss pulled this pitcher on like a two-two count with runners like runners everywhere and put in the the Stanford reliever. Um, can't remember his name. Polish, yeah, yeah, and yeah, that that was guts. He's done that a lot a few times this year so far. So it's he, he does not have. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, like patience really it seems like yeah i mean for a guy who's made
0: it to omaha a bunch of times i guess you start trusting your gut
1: yeah i feel like you should trust him
0: now let's wrap up the podcast with some omaha sleepers and i'm gonna say we can have some that are just catnapping and i want some deep sleepers i i, <laughs> I want i want some ones that no one's gonna think about to make it to omaha uh let's go back and forth uh picking a few omaha sleepers each how do you have one for me
1: yeah i think i'm gonna go boston college honestly they they have played really well on the road they're not afraid to go into tuscaloosa I'm, i think i heard earlier today the last time they went to a southern regional like a southeastern regional was old miss a few years ago and they went to omaha so there's a or maybe at least they went to Supers. I, I don't know if they went to Omaha, but yeah. They've already they, beaten
0: Tennessee in Knoxville this year.
1: Yeah, it was a one Mid- game, right? It was maybe it was
0: one game, but they, they did it.
1: <laughs> right. So yeah, they're not afraid of traveling on the road. They have to for, for being in, in Boston. So I think that's an Omaha sleeper, and the one seed's got that curse. So, you know, it's something spooky. Boston College has done it.
0: Hey, if we're gonna talk about uh, small schools in Boston, let's go Northeastern. That's going to be my like fairly sleepy nice. Omaha pick. But I think that uh, if Stavical doesn't have a good start, I could basically the wheels can come off very quickly for that Maryland pitching staff. Northeastern has been really solid all year in a very strong Colonial, 44 wins, 20 wins in the Colonial. I w- wouldn't be surprised if that regional final ends up being Wake Forest versus Northeastern and anything can happen. Maybe once you get to the final, it's a sleepy, sleepy pick, but I'm going Northeastern for one of my sleeper picks.
1: I like it. Uh, I feel like. So Arkansas is just always in Omaha. You know, that's that is what Dave you can't. You
0: can't have Arkansas be your sleeper pick. Kyle. No, I know. <laughs> they, are, they are
1: always in Omaha, but I just it feels like maybe a year that the last team in well, Arizona is not the last team in, but they're a, a weird team like in the last four yeah and tcu who's who is playing really well they won Won the big Big 12 12.
0: that's a weird regional
1: it is like two teams that played
0: very well in the last few days right
1: (laughs) yeah I, i feel like tcu is kind of a kind of an omaha sleeper they're also always in omaha but maybe with a different coach but they won the big 12 which is a tough league so i tcu i feel like is kind of an omaha sleeper
0: all right i'm going sleepier and sleepier my ultimate sleeper pick i think is oral roberts i think that's a really Ooh. strong forcey i've already talked about how it's the best forcey i think oklahoma state has had some weaknesses they they finish 15 and 9 the big 12 that's solid but they this is not a dominant big 12 champ like we I mean, actually we don't see it that often in the big 12 the big 12 tends to be really good and beats up on itself but that's why i think oral roberts has a chance to really shock
1: the world my sleep sleeper pick was more awake than yours I mean, more nappy than yours but no, a three seed in the regional Charlotte. Uh, Ooh, I like I, it. I pointed out I pointed out something earlier this week on Twitter that uh Clemson, Lipscomb, and Tennessee, their logos are CLT, which is the jerseys that Charlotte won the Cusa in. So well, uh, just it's you know I'm not saying conspiracy, it's a conspiracy. Baseball scripted. Off. Yeah, absolutely. They they also have a good pitcher. so it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see. Wyatt Hudipole, I think is his name, how you pronounce it versus Tennessee's Andrew Lindsay, if that's going to be the pitching matchup for Tennessee. Lindsay just transferred from Charlotte, so it's, it could be fun. It could be uh, maybe how you see Clemson get 0 2 their own regional. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go. I, I like that pick a lot. Uh, I, I have a couple more. I, I, I don't want to – we can't water these down too much. We can't just pick <sighs> every single three seed. But I do want to talk about Cal State Fullerton. Uh, I did talk – we talked about how their offense wasn't particularly strong – But the reason why this is this is the reason why you should pick if you're picking your bracket and you want to pick an upset why you should pick Cal State Fullerton Cal State Fullerton has won multiple regionals at Stanford in in the last 10 years. I think they've won two two regionals at Stanford in the last decade, 15 years. So like they know how to do this. This is not like, you know, Stanford is not going to intimidate them. Maybe like a let's say if like a, you know, UC San Diego, for instance, who actually won the Big West should be in the tournament, but they're on the postseason ban while they transition to D1. I think UC San Diego would be more intimidated traveling to Stanford than Fullerton. Fullerton, this is just like a a Tuesday. You know, this is like a regular old series for Fullerton. So they're not going to be intimidated. But also, I think I'm working under the hypothesis that I think the Big West was pretty good this year, but because of scheduling, they didn't get as many teams in the tournament. So I think winning the Big West is actually pretty impressive. So I think this Fullerton team might be better than what their RPI shows, for
1: instance, what their seed shows yeah that's a good one it's been i mean it's been a bit since they've won in stanford right I, I can't pull it up exactly right now but i feel like it's been a bit
0: it has been i know the last time they were there i believe they lost but i believe the year before man it was 2015 they won the stanford regional i i'm not good with numbers but it's been a, it's been a little <laughs> while
1: <laughs> yeah but yeah it's its possible i like that pick it's a good pick i feel like i feel like that's enough you think that's enough sleepers
0: yeah, I want to throw a couple more out there. Campbell, I wouldn't know. I don't know if they're a sleeper, but I think they have a chance yeah. of winning that. Um, I think that uh, Oklahoma, I, I actually like Oklahoma a lot more down the stretch than I did earlier in the season. I think they got their pitching staff figured out. They made it to Omaha last year, so they know what it takes. Uh, I think I'm done. I, I don't need to list every single team yeah. in the bracket.
1: <laughs> we could, and that'd be fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, here's, here's why every single team is going to win the College World Series. That would be a long podcast. That
1: would be a long podcast, but I think we should do it. Maybe
0: next time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Any other major impressions about the brackets? Do you have uh, any takes on who got screwed the most? Who, Which of these regionals is the toughest? Who, Who should be most upset about their regional pick?
1: I feel like... So for team, like, see, it feels like there's a lot of competitive balance. I feel like is what I was, is, is what I was tr- about to say, but for a team, for a, for a team like Indiana state who might've had a lighter resume for hosting, except for that RPI, they scheduled really well. They got a really tough draw. North Carolina is p- probably playing without Vance Honeycutt this weekend, but I think I still like them a lot. And they're coming out of a tough ACC and Iowa has good pitching depth and honestly, Wright state is not a bad four seed either. So that, will be a a a tough regional i don't think they should be feel upset because that's what like 14 seeds kind of get tougher regionals it's not always guaranteed to be like that the committee says they don't do that but it it kind of feels like they did this time it it was good uh let's see who i know i know tennessee hasn't been
0: good on the road this year but i feel like Mm -hmm. whoever got tennessee in the regional is going to be pretty unhappy about it because they have three guys who could pitch in the major leagues. (laughs) Like they they have a pitching staff that if they decide to kind of show up can dominate a regional. Like Tennessee could sweep the Clemson regional uh, if they have three good starts. And I, I think Clemson should feel a little bit, maybe a little bit bitter about the fact that they get the number four overall seed and they have to play a Tennessee team that is very, very talented.
1: I feel like an easy regional was vanderbilt oregon just won the pac 12 and that is impressive for sure but it feels like that, that four seed is one of the easier four seeds uh and and xavier won also won the big east over yukon and that's yukon was a, a possible host team that we're looking at but it just it feels like one of the lighter regionals and, and i think vandy's the sixth seed so it's i don't know it, it feels kind of balanced but it feels like one that vanderbilt should easily win
0: agreed well, kyle i think that's all we have for today's podcast
1: good luck to all of you
0: picking your regional brackets have fun at some regionals this weekend we will touch base with y'all after the first round of the NCAA tournament thanks for listening to the college baseball nation podcast if you haven't already give the podcast a rating and review. Check out our website collegebaseball.info or socials at collegeballnet. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.